Just nobody likes to dance. Not an amen there. <coughs> David would, would be disappointed. Okay, let's start off with a nugget. Sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping are sowing and reaping are the governors of destiny. One more time. Sowing and reaping are the governors of destiny. So think about that. And uh, I think you will find that to be true. Okay, Father, we're praising. We just give thanks, Lord, that as we look to your word, Father God, that our eyes of understanding may be open, Father God. And Father God, uh, just as a Songs that uh, we sang, Father God, and we thank you, Lord, that the enthusiasm, the zeal, Father God, will spring forth, Father God, in our hearts as the word goes forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, in 2016, or as we progress in 2016, we are certainly anticipating good things that take place. Thank you. Amen. Amen. With, every, with our enthusiasm for the future built upon dreams, visions, and goals, and are not looking back, but pressing forward, there should be an excitement. Well, some of you got some excitement. Otherwise, some of you, got, I guess, your dreams and vision goals have already been deflated. Uh, but like... Uh, Many things, certain intangible precepts must accompany us into the future if it's to be bright and successful, okay? Old habits uh, that are detrimental must be ejected and not given a chance to resurface or our dreams, visions, and goals will remain just that, dreams, visions, and goals unfulfilled, Okay. Unfortunately, for many in 2000, the year 2016, it will be just an extension of last year's disappointments and disillusionments. Um, they continue on a slippery slope of endless hopelessness. You know, I hope none of us fall into that category. And why is this so? Glad you asked the question. It's because although many... Christians hold the Christian principles. They do not act on what they hear. That's why, that's why the dreams, visions, goals, or disappointments and disillusionments. The problem is developing and keeping the faith. So if you want a title tonight, Keeping the Faith. Uh, we, when, we are, when we exercise biblical faith in God, and his promises, we can expect amazing results. Man, I mean, you look at, look at some of the, the amazing results that took place. Uh, when Joshua stood there and asked the sun to stand still and the moon stand still an extra X amount of hours, I mean, there was excitement, at least for the, the Jews. 
they, they, they won the battle, okay? And uh, King Hezekiah, when he was given to tell, get your house in order because you're going to die, he turned, his, turned around and went back to the temple and prayed. And, and because his prayer was heard, the prophet came back and said, you've got an extra 15 years. I mean, that's, that's something to be excited about, you know? You know, because they took the word of God and put God to the test. Uh, we need to put God to the test. Okay. Again, the problem is developing and keeping the faith. Uh, a lot of people think that faith is a blank check. You know, a couple, three years ago, we put out checks. They were, quote, un blank in some aspects. But if you look at the, the owner of the check, it was Jesus, and, it's, and we were to put what we wanted in there, but it had to be according to the word, and that's what we need to do. The blank check is not a blank check, but according to God's word. Amen? Um, But uh, many believe that, you know, I've got a blank check. I can ask God for anything, but that's not what the Bible teaches. Um, first of all, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Going to Ephesians chapter 2. Now, if we get out early, it's because Pastor Peggy went over. Okay, so just, just get it that way. Don't let her hear this tape. <laughs> okay, that's Ephesians chapter 2, looking at verse 8. For, for by grace ye are saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. So faith is a gift of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Like all gifts, it must be opened, examined, understood, and, to, and be put into operation to become value to us. Or to become valuable to us, okay. Um, I think, at least in my case, um, um, at one time or another, I, got, I received a gift and didn't know what it was. Or I knew what it was, but how to use it? Um, and what benefit was it to me if I got this gift? And the same thing can be said of faith. A lot of people have faith. They got this gift of faith, but they don't know the benefit or how to use it. And so we got faith. The Christian says, I got faith. The Bible says, I got faith, but I don't know how to use it. Okay. Uh, let's go now to the book of Romans chapter 12. We know verses 1 and 2 pretty good because we go over verses 1 and 2 in Romans 12 quite often. But now we want to look at verse 3. For I say through the grace that is given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but 
to think soberly according to God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So not only is it a gift of faith, but it is a measure of faith. Everybody gets the same measure. Glory to God. That means none of us have slighted. Good. None of us have slighted. So we can be all happy. I got the same amount that Paul had. I got the same amount that John has back there, Dan, Christine. We all have the same measure that was given to us. Okay. Um, what we do it or development, develop uh, that faith is our responsibility. It's like um, you recall that, that Jesus said, what was that? That he gave, uh, that uh, the master gave money to three, three different individuals, five to one, three to another, and one to the other. It's, it was their responsibility to use that finances that came unto them. Okay, but since we all have the same amount, we, it's up to us to use, use it as we see fit. Uh, the one, two of them explored that thing and it, it benefited them. The third person just kind of put it away and said, well, I'll just wait. Um, and nothing happened. His faith or his coin did not do anything. Uh, too many Christians are, are in the third category. We don't do anything with our faith. We just let it slide. Um, one, that, one, one of the things that each, each, each and every one of us has uh, with that faith is a ministering angel. What do you do with your ministering angel? How many, how many have used their ministering angel this month? Christine says every day, okay. She's got me beat. <laughs> I haven't used him once yet. Bad, bad note. That's two against me. What was the first one last week? You remember anybody? Memorize scripture. scripture, all right. Second one, I'm not using my angel like I should. Hey, <laughs> we're, all, we're all responsible for what he's given us. And if we don't, it's our own fault. I can't say, well, look what they got. Why are they so blessed? Because they're using what, what has been given unto them. Are you using what God has given you? One person said they use it every day, or at least the angel. At least she's using that part. Each, you know, some of us are, are calling upon God every morning Hey, I'm going to work. I need some instruction. I mean, you know, or driving uh, safeties, uh, angels surrounding. I mean, we need, we need to keep these people busy. Are these angels busy? That means that's recharging our faith also. Good. Faith cometh by hearing. We need to keep going with this. Amen? Okay. Uh, so, 
again, um, I'll read this. I guess that at one time or another, all of us have received a gift and didn't know what to do with it or how to use it and what benefit it was to us. The same could be said about faith. Some of us I'll put us in, 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 in the broad category. Most Christians don't use their faith like we should. We only call upon God when trouble comes. When we are supposed to be using it daily. Okay? Okay. Again, from uh, chapter 12 of uh, Romans, verse 3, the latter part, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So um, it's our determination to move or, or develop our faith. Um, now, let's go to the book of Mark, chapter 11. Uh, let's go to verse 20. That's Mark eleven twenty, And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, recalling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed, it has withered away. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Uh, our emphasis here is that each believer, each one of us should have faith. Uh, a deep, subtle faith, um, a confidence in God's word, confidence in God, uh, what he said, what he will do. We've got to have confidence in what God's word says. So our faith will, will be strong. Um, we need to have a, a constant communication or a communion with God, a dependence upon God, and be obedient to God. Uh, a lot of us have a, de a dependence upon God. We, okay, we pray every meal. Bless this food. Amen? But we're not following through on some of the other stuff. We're not being obedient to God when he says, okay, I want you to take a right turn here instead of going left, or vice versa. I want you to Step into that line and that individual uh, uh, is going to reach in their pocket or whatever and you need to help them out. Uh, you know. And how often do we do that? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but, you know, boy, you know. Or see somebody out there that's needing a meal, you know. Uh, how often do you do that? It's raining out there. You got a good coat? Give it to him. What? How, how obedient are you? Or are we? Our faith will not grow until we are obedient to what he tells us to do. We can be hearers of the word. And it says it's good to be hearers of the word, but if you're not a doer of it, we accomplish nothing. Have faith in God. This faith applies to several areas. Okay. In God as a person. Quote, you know, quote. 
He's our Father. He cares about us. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. Verse 7, I, I think a lot of us uh, lean on this one. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Um, so as a, as a father, hey, this is, this is, this is my need. This is, I'm casting all my care upon you. Um, we do that. But uh, do we thank him for it? When we cast those cares upon him? Thank you, God, you're going to take care of the situation. Or again, here it is, Lord, you know, so long. Yeah, there's some, some, some thoughts to think about. Okay, let's turn, now turn to Luke chapter 12. Are you ready to go home? Luke chapter 12. Okay, Luke chapter 12. Hope I wrote this one down right. Look at verse 32. Fear not. That's Luke 12, 32. Fear not little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom God desires to give you his resources he wants to give us his resources he gives them to us and with the resources he gives to us there is a responsibility to use our faith And what do we do with our faith? Well, yeah, this, this is resource, but you know. What are we going to do with our faith? You know, we can find all the promises of God in, in, in the Word of God, and we don't use our, our faith to bring forth that manifestation He's wanting to have in our lives. This goes for all of us. I mean, you know, there's, there's areas. We'll be talking about some of the areas. Um, we, are, we are to be like children who trust their Heavenly Father. Um, just think back when you were a child and, uh, and you went to your dad. If you went down downtown or, or on a fishing trip or whatever it was, and you asked your dad for something, and he was happy to give it to you. I mean, you know, some of us maybe not can't think about those clearly, but there are, there are times our dads really helped us out. You know, this is what we had a trust there. We can ask our dad, hey, you know, uh, I need some help here, or, or you know, and guess what? It came it came it came into play, and we trusted our dad. You know, this is what he's he's saying. Our faith when we when we ask the father something. It, it, it comes into play. It, it takes place. Because we ask in faith according to his word. You can't ask, you know, uh, 
I can't say, okay. Um, you know, Father, I like John's truck. I want his truck. You know, it's not, he can't, he's not going to give us something that somebody else has already. You know, or heard of uh, some girl say, uh, he's going to be my, my husband, but he's already married. Yeah, you know, those, those type of things you know, don't apply. God is going to give us things that we, that are according to his word, but not bending his word, all right? So there's too many, there's too many Christians that are trying to bend things. Uh, okay. Okay. In God's promises, okay, we need, faith, faith applies in God's promises. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4. Verse 6, Philippians 4, 6 says, Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Uh, from uh, the Amplified, Do not fret or have anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, uh, definite requests and thanksgiving continue to, be, continue to make your wants known to God. Hallelujah. So God invites us to pray, pray to him or ask of him, make petitions of him. Um, that's good. He said, hey, if you want something, ask. Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. This is what your faith can do. Matthew chapter 11. I must have wrote this one down wrong. Well, we'll apply it anyway. Let's go, let's go to um, Matthew 11, verse 28. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Wow. That is a promise. What a promise. <sighs> yoke is easy and the burden is light. I'll read that from the Amplified, uh, the verse 30. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be bore. Glory to God. I like that one. We, too, much, too much work, too hard. There's a, too much of a chore. And he says, it, you don't have to have a chore. It, it's easy. Just put this burden on him, casting all our care upon him, for he cares for us. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 33. The book of Jeremiah. Familiar scripture. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. It says, Call upon me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. 
from the Amplified, call upon me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things, fenced in and hidden, which do not, which you do not know, do not distinguish or recognize, have knowledge of and understand. He's going to show us things. That's a promise. When we, when we pray to him, glory to God. Psalms 10. Psalms 10, verse 17. That's just the very first part of it. He is the way of life that keepeth instructions. From the uh, from Amphite, he who heeds instruction and correction, correction is not only of himself in the way of life, but also is the way of life for others. Wow. It's uh, Psalms 10, verse 17 for the, uh, from the Amplified. He who heeds instruction and correction is not only himself in the way of life, but also is a way of life for others. Wow. Because you are walking in the path. Others see it. They see your light and they want to follow that light. You give that light for others to be, uh, I hate to put it this way, envious of you. Isn't it what the, what the, the Bible says that the Jews would be envious of the Christians? So they would want to come to know the Lord? Well, how, they, how are you going to make a, a Jew envious of you? Not being poor, but being blessed of God. You know, they, they, they know they're blessed, but when a Christian is blessed, they see it. They begin to want what, or at least uh, be inquisitive how you're being blessed. Right now, um, the Jews, you know, Christians in Israel are, are being, uh, being a big impact on the Jews because um, the Christians have an embassy in Jerusalem. They did that in 19, I think it was 1980, I think it was, when the, the world said that Jerusalem would no longer be uh, Israel's capital, but the Christians came there and said, this is our embassy in Israel, in Jerusalem, to show that, that this is your capital. Uh, Christians have done a, a numerous things. If, if any of you uh, get Daystar on, on Saturday and on Sunday, they have the Jewish um, news. It's a... Uh, yeah, Jewish news. It is interesting, really interesting. Um, right now, I'm just going, going off a little bit, but the program is, is broken into the news part of what's going on in, in Israel. Then they have the, uh, the Christians, what they're doing in Israel. And then they have a uh, uh, segment that's called uh, Knowing Jewish... Uh, what's going into different Jewish... Uh, uh, places like uh, Masada, what happened there, they give a history of it. Uh, this past week they had an ammunition factory. 
fact, in, when they were first uh, became a nation, uh, they were not allowed to have any weapons at all. And the, uh, of course, they knew that the Arabs around, Arab countries around them were going to attack them. So they built a bakery. This is kind of quite a country. Built a bakery, and, they, and also not right next to the bakery, they built a, uh, a laundromat, laundry. So the bakery, they can have this heat. The laundromat made so much racket, they, they couldn't hear. And, 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 and under those two, that, those two attached buildings, down below was an um, ammunition where they made their ammunition. It was quite, for those that, you know, for me, it was quite, uh, and you can go there now, and, and it's, I can't remember the name of it right, right now, but you can go there to these different places and see their history. Like last week, uh, they showed, uh, you can go to uh, their museum of tanks and how they first got their tanks and maybe how they captured Russian tanks. And they have all these tanks lined up. It, it, to me, that's really interesting. You go there and it's just wild. And they, they showed some of their new tanks that's better than the, our, our Abram, that's better than that. It, and these things are just, wow. You know. But uh, that part of that, that, that show, it, it shows different spots. Of, of it. They talked about, uh, oh, uh, King David's tomb and all, numerous places. I mean, places that would be, if you were to go there, You'd want to write all these things down to go there and find out. Uh, it's quite interesting. Well, I don't know why I got off on that one, but that's, okay. That's, <laughs> he invites us to, uh, in his promises, he invites us to, uh, to his prayer. He hears us when we pray. That's in Jeremiah 33 and um, 3 and Psalms 10, 17. Let's go to Psalm 65 at this time. Psalm 65. Look at verse 2. O thou that hearest prayers, unto thee shall all flesh come. Glory to God. So he's going to hear our prayers, especially his children's prayers. See, God will not back away from any single promise he has given to us. You find a, a promise here that he's given to, in, in the word of God, that he's given to us, he's not going to back away from it. He says, it's yours to be had. Just use your faith. Develop. This is where we need to develop our faith, especially this year. Things are going to happen. That's going to be on the negative side, but for, for, for those that are believers, you can use your faith and be on the positive side. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So our, our, he's not going to back away from any of the promises that he's given to us. Romans chapter 4, verse 21. That's Romans 4 and verse 21. And this is speaking of Abraham, but it should be speaking of us. That's Romans 4, 21. And being fully persuaded what he promised, he is able to perform. We have to be fully persuaded when we find a promise, he's able to perform it. We have to have faith in his promise. Not, not wavering faith, but strong faith. Amen? Uh, let's, let's back up all the way into the Old Testament one more time. Or not one more time, but again. 
this time to the book of Numbers. In the book of Numbers, we want to go to chapter 23. That's Numbers chapter 23. Is he faithful to his promise? Numbers 23, looking at verse 19. It should be highlighted in your Bible. God is not a man that he should lie, neither is the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and it shall, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken it, and shall he not make it good? Glory to God. There it is. His pro- he, he can't, I mean, for him to break his promise, we'd be in, in bad shape. Okay, let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. And Hebrews chapter 6. Verse 19, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into, into that which is in the veil. In other words, we, we've got a, a hope as an anchor. Uh, from the Amplified, we have this hope, a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. It cannot slip. It cannot break down under whatsoever steps out upon it and hope that reaches further and enters into the very certain certainty of the presence within the veil. It's certain. Glory to God. The promises are certain. So we need to start pulling some promises out for this year. Put your faith on it. We cannot have faith in God. Oh, pardon me. You cannot have faith that God will do something for you which is not biblical. Okay, you can't uh, covet somebody else's stuff and and, and believe God, you know, Lord, I want that house or I want that car, etc., etc. There's no promise in there about that. When God says something in the Word, we have absolute. We can have absolute faith that He will do what we ask. You find the promise in the Word. He'll do it with, with what you ask. Faith is always based on the, a clear word from God. Faith is always built on a clear word from God. That's Romans ten seventeen. Faith cometh by hearing. God honors faith. Genuine biblical faith is always based upon the word. We need to have faith in God's power. He has the power to do whatever we ask of him. We serve an awesome God, hallelujah, who possesses all the power of heaven and earth, Isaiah. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. Does God have power? Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40, looking at verse 12. Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and kneaded out the heavens with the span, and uh, comprehended the the dust of the earth 
in a measure and weighed out the mountains and scales and the hills and the hills in a balance. Uh, from the Amplified, who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, marked off the heavens with a uh, nine-inch span, enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales and hills in, in a balance. Who can, who can do that? God only does. You know what? Uh, this, this thing about global warming and that it's, you know, our earth is going to be underwater, we're losing all that. God says the waters will always, will not exceed a certain place. I, I should have looked that one up. The waters on earth will not exceed. In other words, it's not going to cover up a continent again. Because it always has to come. I mean, look at the ocean. It, 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 you know, uh, look at the uh, tsunamis that happened. What happened? It, it, it went it exceeded, but it went back out. It didn't stay in that area. It went back. It went back to its natural place. So this stupidity of global warming is like all the ice caps are melting, and and then California is going to be under two feet of water when the ice caps melt. Well, that's not what the word word of God says. But of course, you don't have people. Um, that want to recognize the word of God as some type of authority. They need to have their own authority on, on based on uh, Darwin's ev states of evolution. Maybe we should go on that one. Yeah, we'll get that later. Oh, boy. Okay, let's go to Luke chapter 1. I'm bouncing all over the place tonight. I'm sorry. Luke chapter. Oh, if you got a. It, all of us have a computer. I mean, a computer. Uh, go to, if you want to watch Israeli news, go, pick it up on, on, uh, on your iPad, computer, and they, you can play it anytime you want. You can see some, I mean, some fabulous things that take place. I, I, I enjoy it. Uh, I think you will too if you log into it. It's a half hour show. So it, it's good. Uh, Luke chapter 1 verse 37 uh, says, for, for with God nothing shall be impossible. From the Amplified, for with God nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. There we go. Glory to God. There's power in the word. Thy word is forever settled in heaven. Hey, if it's settled in heaven, it's got it's 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 stamp, there is a stamp of approval. Uh, Ephesians chapter three. Ephesians chapter three. Ephesians chapter 3, verse, looking at verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask of think, according to the power that worketh in us. There is power. That, works, that power that worketh in us is his faith. The measure of faith that he's given us. Glory to God. Let's move out on with it. And one other one. Let's go all the way back to the book of Job. 
just before Proverbs, the book of Job, and we want to go to the 42nd chapter of Job. Job chapter 42, looking at verse 2, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Uh, from the Amplified, I know that you can do all things, that no thought or purpose of yours can be restrained or thwarted. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So there's God's power. Now, there's, there's opportunities for bu biblical faith. Let's go back to uh, Mark 11. There's opportunities for biblical faith. Mark chapter 11. In Mark chapter 11, we find out that all things are possible with God. There are many situations in life that appears to be hopeless. Uh, there are needs so great that they appear that they will never uh, be met. Faith in God and in the promises allows us to believe God for the impossible situations in life. That's Mark chapter 11, looking at verse 23 and 24. For I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and shall be cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he has come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Glory. So it's, it's there. It's there for us to possess. We just have to step out with faith. Glory to God. Um, faith allows us to re receive the impossible. Uh, looking at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's the evidence of things not seen. Our faith is. Faith guarantees the assurance that we have all things God has promised. Faith allows us to hold in our hearts the promises that have yet to appear. I mean, you've got to hold it in your heart, okay? Um, okay, now, there are obstacles to faith. Back in Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Um, Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and, shall, uh, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. So there's a hindrance right there. While faith of God is powerful, and allows us to experience the incredible, and receive the impossible, faith can be hindered by unbelief. Unbelief or doubt is deadly to faith. Doubt means to be divided in one's thinking, to hesitate and to draw back. With a heart of doubt, we can draw back from God's word. And when we do that, we are saying, I know what God said, but I don't believe it in this matter. Wow, how many of you ever 
Heard that. I believe God's word. Amen. And they shout amen, but then, then you hear about a promise. And I don't believe that. You become double-minded in God's word. Um, doubt calls to question God's character and ability. Well, that's pretty heavy. That's a slap in the face. The prayer of a doubter will not be answered. I think so, or maybe so. James 1, verses 6 through 7 tells us that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And if you're praying, doubt in your prayer, it's not going to come to pass. You're just, as they say, blowing hot air. It's not reaching anybody or anything. Okay, second thing that, uh, that uh, is an obstacle to faith is selfishness. What things ye, sh ye show whatsoever desire. Desire means to ask, to beg for, or request. The Bible is clear that answers to prayer will come only when we pray according to the will of God. So let's go to, let's look at that. First John, I guess I am going to pull you down to the almost the end. First John chapter five. First John chapter five. First John chapter five verse fourteen says, "For this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions." That we desired of him. Glory to God. Whatever needs you have, find the answer in the word of God. Find the promise in God's word. We must condition our thoughts and prayers according to his will. Health, prosperity, long life, wisdom, success, friends, and understanding. But most importantly, knowing God as Father, His love, His mercy, His compassion should be the desire of our hearts every day. That should be the top of our list, to know God every day. Know Him. Amen? Uh, James chapter 4, since we're in that location. Back up to James chapter 4. James 4, 3 says, as Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss, that ye may be consumed upon your lust. Wow. So it's time, to, it's time to ask properly, according to God's word. It's time to ask and it shall be given unto us. Seek and, it shall, and we shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto us. For everyone that asks receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. That's Matthew 8. Verses 7 and 8. And the other thing that uh, uh, stops faith from operating is unforgiveness. Just as faith connects us to God and enables our prayers to get through, unforgiveness stands as the barrier between us and the Lord and the answer to our prayers. An unforgiving spirit puts 
us at odds with the Lord. He has forgiven all sins. He, has, he expects us to forgive others of their sins against us. And Ephesians chapter 4, we just got one more after this. Ephesians chapter 4. Glory to God. Verse 32, Ephesians 4, 32. And be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving, forgiving, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, forgave you. Uh, from the Amplified, verse 32. And become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tenderhearted, compassionate, understanding, love-hearted, loving-hearted, Forgiving one another readily and freely as God in Christ forgave us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When we possess an unforgiving spirit, our, our prayers will be hindered and God's forgiveness will not be realized in our daily walk. Okay? So that's a hindrance. Biblical faith is a powerful weapon. Your faith is a powerful weapon. Um, it can move mountains. It can hold back sin, Satan, and the powers of darkness. It must bow to the authority of faith. So if our faith needs work, the answer is readily available to us. Romans 10, 17. The Lord will strengthen your faith as you apply yourself to the word. Amen. Well, I, I almost took you longer. Sorry about Sunday. I was ticked. They had it. They had it. Two things. Next year. Oh, no, no, Let's all stand. We can we can close up. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that uh, we thank you for the gift of faith that you've given each and every one of us. And I thank you, Lord, that uh, we will take the responsibility, Father God, of that gift that you've given us and, to, and develop it, Father God, that we may, be, may become mature Christians, Father God, by using our faith. We praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that... Uh, your Holy Spirit leads us and guides us, Father God, into the ways that we should go, Father God. So, Father, we praise you. We just give thanks. Now give us each a good night's rest for tomorrow's endeavors. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen.